Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 2023 hasn't been the most glittering of years in AEW's existence. While the company hasn't been without its stunning highs, the lows are unavoidable, and you simply can't run away from the fact that a lot of people feel that the televised product has suffered. Hello there, my very good friends. I'm Andy from What Culture, and here are 10 things AEW wants you to forget about 2023. Number 10, the slow decay of three brands. Some would argue otherwise, but when it comes to prestige wrestling television, AEW Dynamite is still kind of there. AEW positions it as something important, and it feels more so than any of the company's other brands. But in 2023, Rampage has effectively become Dark Elevation, the days of Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston long gone. Collision is a good, solid show every week, but one already lacking in its early energy, and it does feel every week like they are somehow stretching things out to fill the airtime despite having a gigantic roster. And Battle of the Belts is treated like something that was imposed on AEW rather than something it actually wants to do. Tony Khan hasn't even tried to give it an iota of prestige. The effect is not great. AEW used to feel premium and elusive and was an epicenter for conversation. Now it's closer to a content farm. Number 9. Double or Nothing In May, I dubbed Double or Nothing 2023 the worst pay-per-view in AEW history. I would still stand by that today, in fact. That's not to say it was bad, it certainly wasn't. It was very okay, in fact. But in a year of largely excellent AEW pay-per-views, it does stand out as a low point. Adam Cole and Chris Jericho's grudge match was an undercooked disappointment, considering the brilliance that Jericho cooked up with Roderick Strong just a week or two before. And the acclaimed versus House of Black, meanwhile, was a nothing match that failed to fulfill any kind of promise. While the final two matches at Double or Nothing were great, the show as a whole laid bare a chronic lack of inspiration. Later in the year, AEW was a major critical success on pay-per-view, but uh, yeah, let's talk about those builds. Number 8. Below Par Pay-Per-View Builds AEW has promoted some of the best matches in pay-per-view history this year. I'm looking at you in particular, Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. With incredible range across the company but the televised output has never been so uneven, particularly when it comes to building to these big matches. Shows like Forbidden Door and Wrestle Dream benefited somewhat from the new paired-back approach, but AEW getting to within a fortnight of its pay-per-views with only a match or two announced for the card is now a common occurrence. The match graphics look excellent and make you feel good, and the bouts usually deliver on the night as well, but the week-to-week is hodgepodge and chaotic, which goes in line with reports of the decline of long-term planning in the company's creative department. And lest we forget that Kenny Omega, one of the stars on which this company was 
was built, worked a glorified dynamite match in Wembley Bloody Stadium. The build to these matches just isn't what it used to be. The long-term concerted efforts haven't been there and, demonstrably, the product has suffered. Number 7. The Attendances In virtually every city and town that AEW has ran in 2023, fewer people than ever before have attended compared to previous years. Now, there are exceptions, obviously, they had over 70,000 people in Wembley, for goodness sake. But domestically, in the United States, there is a bleak, sobering trend, particularly when you consider what happens in 2024. Put it this way, the company isn't getting any hotter. AEW often runs huge, cavernous arenas that could, in theory, hold close to 15,000 people. Collision often attracts punters in the 3,000 range. This lack of interest frequently filters into the atmosphere, leaving shows sounding bleak and empty, reminding you that AEW simply isn't as hot a ticket as it used to be. If you go to watch a Raw taping, for example, you're all but guaranteed to see each of the company's top stars wrestle, or certainly most of them. AEW's rotating cast policy means that you might not even see one of John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega, MJF, or Chris Jericho. Is this the primary reason for the ticket selling slump, or is AEW just generally a bit flat creatively? The ticket prices don't help. They're a lot higher this year, but be real. If AEW was at its absolute best, people would flock to it. Number six, what didn't happen? There's plenty for AEW to fret over about what they did do in 2023, but it was also a year to forget for what they didn't do as well. AEW has too many wrestlers and too few spots. In trying to do too much with too many people, they end up in a very odd situation of not doing enough with almost everyone. Konosuke Takeshita best highlights this issue. He pinned Kenny Omega twice in the space of a week. After this, he was never factored into a bigger push. Tony Khan became enamored with Christian Cage and decided that John Moxley needed sprucing up, and with those spotlights gone, there was little room for Takeshita to do anything. So, instead of getting something meaningful, he became a glorified bodyguard for Don Callis, not working a singles match on telly at all between July and October. And then you consider all the matches that didn't happen as well, like John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston, which was teased for months and then dropped out of nowhere. This is becoming a recurring habit. Number five, the impact of poor planning. It's very difficult to care about wrestlers as viewers when they do something cool, get your excitement up for the future, and then kind of vanish into thin air. And this poor planning has had a big impact on AEW all year. We've covered Takeshita already, but how about Willow Nightingale winning the Women's Owen Hart Cup tournament and then doing virtually nothing afterwards? Fans used to chant, you're a wrestler, at the incredible Daniel Garcia, who seemed set for mega stardom when he was mixing it up with Brian Danielson. But after a thoroughly disappointing year, fans seem happier to receive him as some kind of amusing undercard clown with a silly dance than anything else. Andrade El Idolo, meanwhile, looked set for a big renaissance on collision at the start, but has also dropped off quite considerably. All this, and I haven't even mentioned Keith Lee yet. Number 4. NXT Wins Given that AEW Dynamite soundly destroyed NXT during the original Wednesday Night when NXT outdid the competition only once in the key 18 to 49 demographic, it's fair to say that AEW probably won't want their latest head-to-head battle being brought up ever again. NXT outdrew AEW with a rating of 0.3 versus 0.26 on the 10th of October, when Dynamite was preempted onto Wednesday, pitting the shows head-to-head for the first time in a while. Now, admittedly, WWE loaded NXT up with John Cena, Cody Rhodes, and the Bloody Undertaker, which yeah, I mean that's. That's a big reason for what happened. And AEW doesn't typically fare well when it moves nights either. Nonetheless, given Tony Khan's pre-show Twitter activity, this would have been 
a very bad night indeed for the promoter's pride. Number 3. Tony Khan's Twitter Storm Speaking of Tony's tweets, his activity around the head-to-head week in particular has already aged incredibly poorly. This was amusing for a little while, but Khan went studs up with both feats. He buried Vince McMahon's alleged sexual misconduct and referenced Curb Your Enthusiasm in calling Shawn Michaels a bald asshole. Shouts to Simon. Then, following the ratings loss, Tony made sure to mention that John Cena and The Undertaker had never in their history appeared on a show that drew under a million viewers. And look, I get a kick out of TK's wild Twitter slash X activity, but in this case, he came across like a sore loser. Tony's social media persona worked best when AEW actually faced an existential threat. But now that AEW's problems are mostly Tony's own making, he probably had better, more productive things to do than this. Number 2. CM Punk Personally, I don't want to forget about CM Punk because his work was exceptional and the drama, for me, is a blast to follow. But I'm not in the locker room and I certainly wasn't left fearing for my life after the all-in blow-up. Khan's perspective on the situation is entirely valid and he shouldn't be mocked for saying that. He was presumably faced down by an angry trained fighter in the middle of a really ugly blow-up. But Punk's exit from AEW was bowling shoe ugly, as Jim Ross might say. From reports of certain people being banned from Collision's locker room to Ace Steel being brought back despite biting Kenny Omega, then the nature of the eventual split itself, yeah, it's easy to see why AEW would want to delete this from history. That it has only heightened the tribal atmosphere surrounding wrestling in 2023 makes it even worse as well, with people still taking sides of the elite, punk, and the company like they were bloody sports teams. Number 1. Sleepwalking into every booking mistake ever Alright folks, time for a list within a list. Number 1. A gigantic talent roster, many of whom seem unhappy with their spot. Number 2. An excessive number of titles, rendering many of them valueless. Number 3. Five tiring hours of television every single week. Number 4. Having too many wrestlers who can't lose too often, meaning an increased number of interferences and other wacky finishes. Number 5. A warehouse of talent that can't all be pushed at the same time, hurting fan investment. AEW is still loads better than any other promotion to have entered a state of decline, but still, you could apply the 5 points I've just rattled off to WWE in the dark days of 2019 and they'd be appropriate. But they also describe AEW in 2023. Again, AEW is better than WWE was in 2019, but the company has stumbled into making every mistake every North American promoter always seems to end up making. More worrying is that this sort of fire is usually very difficult to put out. It's messy, complicated, and shaped by ego and politics, giving AEW an almighty set of problems that it needs to solve heading in to 2024. I've been Andy, and I'll see you later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.